I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? And if it is, I guess I'm taking by force just to make them mad. Had a lot of time to think with the little time that I had. I gotta get this for myself and that's explaining why I just want a lot. Is that too much to ask? If it's too much for me to carry, don't worry, I brought some bags. I'm prepared for everything while they doubt me and that's just sad. When that time come, I'ma have them feeling bad. Just a little mad that they missed the glow up. Half of them won't show up. Tell them take a seat, let them get caught up in the sofa. Tell your MCs hang it up because my rock is black is over. I'm a monster when they come to the microphone, hand it over. Urging any opponent to label me as a omen in fear of losing their moment. I'm owning with them on photos. Ain't no place that's gonna own them. Evil, I know it's crazy. Listening to a brand new episode of Threes from the Ring. I believe this is episode 44. And of course, it's your boy Chris J. I got my boy Daytrail on here. Yo. And I got a guest. We got a guest on this episode. We got Big Bro on here. My boy Duran. What's going on? What's going on? All right, so I believe, Duran, this is like your first podcast ever, right? So we like... First podcast ever. I'm excited. Hey, man, that's good to hear. I love that excitement. Like, be yourself. You know, like, you know, you got this, bro. Uh, oh, so, yeah, of course. Yeah. So before uh, I let you go in a little further introduction, 40 players, NBA players that wore 44, J- Jerry West, Pistol Pete, George Gervin. We finally got good players in a long time. So... <laughs> That's, that's great. I don't know if we're going to get him at 45, but we have to get 44. <laughs> exactly. 44 really is a decent number. All right. So, we got uh, Pistol Peter and George Gervin, though? Yep, that's and really Jerry West. Good. I don't care about the cracker of Jerry West. <laughs> Pistol Peter and George Gervin. That's really good. <laughs> really good. Yep. All right. Uh, but, Duran, like for all our first guests, uh, we like people who give us their top three wrestlers. It could be your okay. favorites, so you could go ahead and uh, drop that. Okay, so you mean top three of all time or top three current? All your, time. Just your favorites. Your, your favorites all together, like all together, oh, all time. Top three all time. Okay, uh, top three all time. I got to go with Booker T. Respect. Eddie Guerrero. Respect. And Bret Hart. Oh, definitely respect. All right. We get Canadian listeners, so they're going to love you. They're going to want you back, so. <laughs> all right, so... Let's go ahead and get to wrestling for this week. So, if you are our basketball-only listeners, which is unfortunate because you missed out on some great wrestling talk, um, <laughs> fast forward 45 to an hour into the episode. So, uh, we'll see, see you'll hear us later. But anyway, so this week in wrestling, we uh, so first post SummerSlam, we kind of talked about a little bit of what happened on Raw. Uh, briefly but we really didn't get into detail so uh i would say the major thing that happened would be sasha banks making her grand return which makes me happy because i'm a sasha banks stan and i've been predicting she'll be back almost in every other pay-per-view so it's good to see her back good to see her uh in heel fashion because i feel like she's best as a heel she's cool as a face but she's best as a heel and i'm all for her taking the belt from becky lynch as well <laughs> true, true. I understand. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Uh, I was happy to see her come back as a heel. You know, I agree. She does work best as a heel. Like her face run was kind of boring after a while. So it was good to see her come back as a heel. I kind of wish she would have went to SmackDown though, but it's all good. And the only reason is because I really wanted to see her and then Bailey reignite their feud again from NXT. Because that was like 
legit one of the best views that they had in NXT. Uh, I, I agree to an extent. I think we're going to get Sasha Bailey. Because um, Becky, you know, they're going to have another draft. And Becky Lynch might get moved to SmackDown. Right. Uh, and it's a, and Sasha Banks would be a perfect person to take that belt off of Becky before she True. moves over there. Um, True. Because, uh, you know, having, I think, you know, you want SmackDown to get maximum ratings. And having Becky and Charlotte on the same show will give you maximum ratings. Um, but yeah, I'm, look, I, I'm so happy. I'm not the, I'm a Sasha Banks fan, but I'm not going to call myself a stand. I think she is the best women's wrestler on the roster. I'm just more of a Charlotte fan than a, uh, a Sasha Banks fan, but. Well, I wouldn't say she's back. the best women's wrestler on the roster, but like. What'd you say? Well, what I wouldn't say she's. For me, uh. I don't think it's no one touches her. And when it comes to wrestling, uh, well, let's see. When it comes to just straight wrestling, uh, I would actually put, I mean, I hate to say this, but I would actually put Charlotte up there. Like, Charlotte is legit good in the ring. I just hate that they push her too, push her too much. But I would uh, say that when it comes to, like, in-ring just talent, just, like, in-ring, I would say Charlotte and Becky. I mean, not. Not Becky, I'm sorry. Charlotte and Bailey are actually up there too when it comes to just like in ring skill. As much as I like Bailey, uh, as much as I like, and I like, trust me, Charlotte is my favorite women's wrestler. Uh, I just like Sasha Banks, every person she had a few with. It was one of the matches of that night when she put, especially on her raw with her raw match. Like she got the best match out of Ronda Rousey. She had the best feud with Bailey at NXT. She had the best women's title feud with Charlotte. I and will agree with all of those too. And she she you put her against you put her against anybody and she will make like like I said I, I, I favor Charlotte more than um, Sasha, but I just know like. In my heart of hearts, it's like you can't go wrong with implanting Sasha Banks anywhere, and that's her being faced. I think she, I think it's actually a disservice that she was faced that long. I really do. I don't, okay. I don't like the fact that she was faced for her whole main roster run before she took a break. I needed her to be a heel. And I agree. Being at the time, heel, but at mm-hmm. the time, you really need her as a face because WWE they didn't really have any legit top faces with the exception of Bailey. So you kind of needed. Somebody to bounce that out, think, and they tried it with can, Charlotte, but Charlotte, Charlotte is, is a horrible off face. as a heel. Horrible. Charlotte should always stay a heel because she oh sucks God. as a face. She is a horrible face. Like yes, horrible. Charlotte. You just can't believe Charlotte. Yes, it's like certain wrestlers are just born to be heel. Charlotte is born to be heel. She, gets she that needs from to her stay pop. heel. Exactly. She gets that from her pop. Like she excels as a heel. She sucks as a face. Exactly. I agree with you on that one. Um, but uh, just for me, I, I just Sasha Sasha is like I think is the best. Uh, but I'm happy. I want her to take that belt off of Becky. I need her to take that belt off of Becky. It's not that yeah. I don't like Becky. I want I her just to take think, it off of Becky too because Becky's run has gotten kind of stale now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think it, the same thing happened with her that happened to Rollins, in which off of a, a great win at Mania, you put them against opponents that no one cares about. Even though I love Baron Corbin. But right. No one cares about him at the moment. Oh yeah, Baron Corbin. Yeah, exactly. So when you put a, when you put her against Lacey Evans, it was like, why is he watching this? 
So it's <laughs> very true. Right. Yeah, so I'm I'm just kind of glad that Sasha is gonna be able to turn because I think Becky does really really good with the chase too. Like her yeah. chase to that title makes it a, a makes her a really 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 good um person to watch. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm happy I'm happy to see uh her back. I say my biggest highlight for Raw, uh, other than the Sasha Banks returning, one of the highlights I actually liked was the Drew McIntyre Cedric Alexander match. That was actually surprisingly very good. They've been yeah. their matches have been really, really good. They really, really given Cedric his shine, which I appreciate. Because yeah. I, I always think... said Cedric was one of the underrated cruiserweights that they had on the show on uh, two hundred five live. I think. Um... I think uh, I'm happy for it. I do think, I think, uh, if not the Fiend, because I don't want to get to the Fiend just yet, that title to the Fiend. I think Drew Mack is getting that title next. And I think oh, yeah. Drew definitely deserves to be a title. Yeah, Drew definitely deserves to hold the Universal title. Like, I've been saying that since, like, Money in the Bank. I don't understand why he wasn't the Money in the Bank winner, because, in my opinion, Drew could legit be that top heel. Yeah, and I agree. Uh so I think he wins that um that uh that King of the Ring. Um Yeah. But I do love the fact that Cedric is getting the shine. But most of all, I like the fact that Drew getting the shine I don't involve shaming man. That's like, the best I'm part. That more than anything. Because I was pissed when they made him Shane's lackey, like no, Drew is too good for that. Like Yeah. And it, it gives cause Drew Drew has to be a, a um Let's see what type of heel, because Drew, to keep it real, he he ain't he ain't a very charismatic heel like a Samoa Joe or no. See, Drew needs to be that aggressive heel that he was he when he started feuding with with uh, Roman. He needs to be that heel that just goes out and just destroys you. And that's what that's what we can get with him beating up. You know, right? He needs to be that heel wow, that says he's going to do something and then he backs it up and actually does it. Yeah. Without cheating or nothing, like he legit comes out and destroys you and doesn't need any help doing it. Yeah, like a mini Brock Lesnar. Right, like that's the type of heel he needs to be. Definitely co-sign that. And then, yeah, nothing else really happened besides I will say the revival being the first co-tag team uh, 24/7 champions. <laughs> but uh, wait, is that? Uh, I'm trying to see something probably else did happen on Raw. Oh something well, AJ and uh, AJ and Seth fought, which led to that awkward um, Bra- which Braun Strowman I'm still coming kinda out. Upset about the revival interrupting that match because like AJ and Seth that has the potential to be like a mania type match, and I think they should save that for like a big pay per view. Because I was kind of uh, mad that they did that money in the bank. I'm like, no, that's like a mania level type match. That should have been the feud for the summer for Seth Rollins, but right, that should have been right. Well, that should have been like his feud for Mania next year because that can legit be a match of the year candidate. Yeah, you could I slow burn it into Mania I too. I think I think they need to move away from Ricochet and um and AJ. And I, I really like do. Ricochet too. I'm happy Ricochet is getting his shine too. Like I like. Yeah. But I think they need to. I think it's just that the I didn't think I don't think um, they matches hit hard enough and it hit home um, in order for me to be like okay I could just like you know put it like this like how Andrade and uh, and Rey Mysterio 
Like, oh yes, that feud has been great. They have good chemistry with each other. And I didn't, I didn't get that from um, from uh, what's that man's name, Ricochet and um, AJ. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping they, you know, they thing in because not to say I don't like Ricochet and I love Ricochet. I just need him to move on because yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't I, I I'm just tired of that little feud. I don't know who else go because I don't want to see Braun just washes the club. I do not want to see that. I I, I really don't want to see don't. that. From the looks of it, it looks like that. It looks like Brian might actually get added to like the title picture at some point. I can, I see. I'll watch that. I, I, I will definitely watch that. Um, I don't mind that at all. But I just don't want to see Brian beating up the the the, the OC. No, I see, actually, what I want to see is I want to see the OC and the Usos like legit go at it. I think the Usos in the doghouse right now. Yeah. The Usos well, yeah, because of, yeah. True. <laughs> wise the And that them. sucks because who else do you have on like what other tag team do you have on Raw really? Um you could they could I don't man when WWE Because nobody wants to see Hawkins and Ryder. I mean like it was cool that nah. they reunited, but nah, nah, come we're on. good on that. We're, nah. we're blessed and good nah. on that. Nah. Right. No, nah. um, I don't nope, nada. Nobody um, wants to see that. At this yeah, point, right. you have to stop feeding the Viking Raiders jobbers. Exactly right. Let the Viking Raiders actually face some real competition. Yeah, this is like I'll the say, right. And time then also, when are authors of pain going to come back? One, I think one of them. I think they still doing house shows, but I think the other one's still trying to come back from the injury. I think he's I, no. He's been cleared. They're yeah, just trying to cleared. find. But they, they, just, they still. They, they still need to bring them back. Like they need another like legit tag. Team. But they not. A, they know when they're a face tag team though. Yeah. Well, no, but like they can be more like tweener types, you know. And I, but I give that spot if you were gonna get a tweener tag team, I give that to the Viking Raiders before all of the pain. And, yeah. And then you can't have two big old Goliath tag teams on the same brand. It flies so, with NXT to the extent, but like at one point, one of them gonna look weaker than the other one. You kind of don't want any of those teams looking weak. Um, true. True. So I, I don't know. I, I will say yes, go Viking Raiders route. It depends on how long you want the OC to hold the titles. Well, that's until the they OC. get like a legit tag team. I don't see them dropping it to anybody until they it, get like a legit tag team because the would, Usos in the doghouse. I wouldn't mind, and bear with me, if uh, they bring DIY up for like you have them go against the Viking Raiders. They beat the Viking Raiders in a few. They never beat them clean. They always do it heel way, so the Viking Raiders can look strong. And you right. call DIY up for that second feud, and they team well, after up with takeover. Like, I already know Johnny Gargano is probably gonna get called up like sometime before, like you know, probably before, like, SmackDown after Hell in the Cell. Fox. Yeah, probably. After yeah, I think it's gonna probably be like probably like between like the next couple of months. I say Johnny Gargano is gonna get called up. Oh. Oh, 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 yeah, we, we got, oh, the, um, what you gonna call it? They gonna take the belt off of, uh, no, it has to be the War well, no, You know what? Because you, because now, now that I just realized that Street Profits lost the title, so Street yeah, Profits are legit you, on the main roster now, but, but they need to build think, them up, though. But when y'all think that'd be weird if the Street Profits take the titles and did we have yet to see the War Raiders in a real tag team match? True, yeah. true. That's why I said they need to build the Street Profits up first, but... Like yeah, I said, you have the street, have the street Triple H and Vince both I mean, like them, so that could be a good sign for them. 
have the street profits, you know, do a few with the revival, and then have the the or the War Raiders have a tag team feud against, you know, the club, the OC, and then after by the time that the next draft come up, just send the revival to SmackDown because yep. I feel they'll do really good on SmackDown anyway. So true, true. Um, that's that's how I see. It. I don't because I low key do not want the Street Profits, and I love the Street Profits all the way. I think Angelo Dawkins is a star, but I don't want the Street Profits. I think Ford. Montez Ford is the star of the group. Dawkins I mean, yeah, Montez like... Ford, my bad. He looks like, yeah. the nigga look like his name Angelo Dawkins. My bad. Montez <laughs> Ford. Uh, I think he's the star. I think that is a star. Angelo Dawkins is cool, too. Even though Angelo Dawkins' comedy is... It, it, they, 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 they go together like God darn. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly, dog. The way they comedy go, it's just so good, and it don't seem forced. As I said, um, they're a much better version of Crime Time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree. But other than that, I don't think anything else happens on Raw. Yeah, um, nothing really. Now SmackDown was another story. Yeah, SmackDown a lot happened on SmackDown. Yeah. So pretty much SmackDown opened up with Kevin Owens. Talking to Shane, and then Shane talking about he's gonna find him 100k, and then him and Elias go at it pretty much from there. Uh, at this point, I just need Shane off TV, and I just need I it agree. Shane expeditiously needs to be off the screen. Like, it was cool when you come back for like the little one off appearances, like Mania and stuff, how to match, but when you're on TV every week taking up time from superstars that need it, like, come on, man. But yeah, so I agree with y'all. At this point, hopefully after whatever they guess their rematch, no more Shane. That's just all I asked for. But Charlotte and uh, Ember Moon had a fuego match. Like oh, yeah. that match was heat. Well, very good. When it comes to heat matches on SmackDown, you already know Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy. That was like, and that that was arguably match of the night. Whew. Buddy that's Murphy, arguably, that's arguably. Uh, other than pay per views, main roster match of the year. Like, yeah, I, Buddy Murphy legit proves everybody that he's a star in that match. Mm-hmm. I would say the both. I, I think both of those matches, and if you want to put them together, serve the purpose of what both of those matches were supposed to serve. I think Ember Moon needed that match before the baby feud, mm-hmm. which was 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 to show people that even though you haven't. I haven't been able to give y'all a personality. The, what I can do in the ring is better than what most people can do in the ring. Uh, yeah, because up, yeah, up until that match, Amber Moon was basically just known as a good wrestler who had a cool finisher. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, you know, that can, don't get me wrong, that situation can work with some wrestlers. They can just go in because they got, like, Alice the Black. Alice the Black can go in, hit niggas with a black mask. And we all marking up because of yeah. because Alistair Black can do that. I say but even it, with Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin, I'm not gonna lie, like that Deep Six and that End of Days, both yeah. of them look cool. Exactly. Um, and for Buddy Murphy wise, I love. I honestly, I honestly think that Buddy Murphy, if not, he gonna be in that. If he ain't gonna be in a main event uh, scene. He probably take that intercontinental title. Oh yeah, I can see him as a top mid card guy. If they don't make him a main eventer, I can see him as like a top mid card guy easily. 
because what they doing right now, he's he going against Roman, which is the top dog. And, and Roman put them over, too, after that match was over. And then tomorrow, I mean, on SmackDown Tuesday, he's going against Brian Brown, which is the best wrestler on the roster. So they going, they giving him quality screen time against quality, like, players oh, yeah. in WWE. This is not like he about to beat up Mustafa Ali and even Finn Balor to an extent. He beat and speaking up of Mustafa Ali, Brown. I'm mad about that because... I'm ready to see him and Shinsuke go at it because they were building him up nicely with those promos and stuff. Yeah, I just think Mustafa Ali still needs work. I don't think they should have took him off of 205 Live. I think they should have gave him the title run that, uh, what's that, Tony Nese had? Of just, you know, being able to wrestle, wrestle really, really good to Duke Gulak, take it off of him, and then move him up because... Him and Cedric, like, Buddy, Buddy, the, the thing about Buddy Murphy, I think, like, you can't hate him. Like, there was nothing wrong with Buddy Murphy. He just needed a spot to get put in. And, um, and I think he got really, really lucky that the fans saw, like, when everybody was doing the investigation, who stopped Roman, and he was in that shot at that time. Exactly. I think he, cause I don't he was in the right place at the right time. So, I think he got really lucky. And then WWE saw how much the fans wanted Buddy Murphy to be a part of that feud. And they shoehorned him in there. And it, it's working out perfectly. Um, and I think Mustafa Ali needs that kind of luck, too. Because him being the, I don't even know what to call it. Um, well, basically, like a, how I look at it, Mustafa Ali was on the rise. But then when he got injured and Kofi was in the right place at the right time, that kind of killed his momentum. But do you think they really want to have Mustafa Ali take that belt off? Of oh no! Ryan? I don't think Hell they no. had him take no. the belt off. But but they said that he was supposed to be the one to go to distance in that Iron Man match. Like so, what Kofi did, he was supposed to do that. I don't think they would have had him take the belt off. Look, but I look, think they I think probably would gave knew. him a shot, and he would have put on a good fight. I think God knew, like yo, if we do this with Mustafa Ali, it ain't gonna go nowhere. So let's go ahead and do this with Kofi. Because, like, like I said, I like Mustafa Ali. I think he's up there when it comes to one of the workers on the roster. But I just don't. The gimmick that they're giving him right now, like, the superhero gimmick, but it's not so much of a, a, a ricochet-type superhero. He's, yeah, more, he's more, more like a motivational-type guy. Like, yeah, you know. motiva- he's like the dude from the DeVry commercials. I don't like him. You <laughs> so, said the dude from the DeVry commercials. I, I don't. The dude who's like, get up, man. Get what you're supposed to do. You know you ain't supposed to be doing that. Why is you on this couch right now? I don't, you know, I think he needs something. I mean, better. basically, I think the gimmick is him supposed to be like, he's supposed to be like relatable to the everyday person because he was an everyday person. Like that one promo when he talked about he used to be a Chicago police officer. So he's supposed to be like relatable to everyday people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they're going for, like with this gimmick. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm good on that, honestly. <laughs> I'm straight yeah. up good on it. Like, it's whatever. But uh, yeah. moving on. But, but speaking I- of Kofi, though, yeah. I was mad about the SummerSlam match between him and Randy Orton. Like, I wanted Kofi to legit beat Orton so he can legit have beaten the top star. Because, I mean, yes, Kofi's run has been the best out of all the champions. But Kofi hasn't really beaten a legit top guy. Agreed. Yeah, and- I think... I think if they want to 
I think Kofi, like his run is legit, legitimate. Like, um, I think he, um, I, I just think he needed. I think he needed to. After after him beating Daniel Bryan, I think he needed to go straight to Randy, and then probably somebody like Samoa Joe. Um, well, like I said, he had a good feud with Kevin. You know, that was a legit feud. Yeah, him and Dolph but, always had good matches together. Like, although Dolph wasn't like a legit contender, thing about Dolph, Kofi and Dolph, they always had good matches. Like, they had that chemistry. Like, whenever they wrestled, yeah. you know, it's always going to be a good match between the two of them. Samoa Joe, that feud was too short. Yes, I'm happy Kofi won, but they should have stretched that feud out a little bit more. But Randy is like, you know, that's a legit feud. That's a legit, you know, that's a legit personal feud. So I wanted to see him go over. So he can finally get that main event caliber superstar that he got the win over, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. I just Which think they, they just wanted to extend this feud because more than likely, him and Randy are gonna go at it again at Clash of Champions. Yeah, because the way SmackDown ended, it was legit just Randy Orton, uh, Randy Orton, and I think the Revival annihilating the New Day straight up. Right. So. It's going to be a slow burn feud, which I'm cool with, because I think the feud itself is not going to end until uh, the first episode of Fox on uh, SmackDown right. on Fox. Because That's Brock is coming like. to SmackDown, so more than likely, if Kofi is dropping that title, then it's probably going to drop it to Brock. Which I hope he doesn't do, because I do not want to see a part-time champion on SmackDown, but more than likely, that might be the scenario. He might not even really be as part-time, because for all we know, Fox might throw Brock Lesnar a bag that he's like, yeah. yeah, I show two uh every, two times a month now. That's fine. Yeah, Ooh. Fox has the money to do it. So if they do give Brock a bag, I could see Brock staying around a little longer and you know making more appearances. Yep. All I know is that at the most, Kofi is dropping that title, if not at Clash of Champions, which I don't think he will. Like I think they'll actually let him get the win over Orton. He's definitely gonna drop it once once uh, SmackDown moves to Fox in October. Definitely agree. All right. So, but even if he does, it's all good though because this was a legit run for Kofi. Like he held the title longer than I thought he would, which I'm happy about. If he don't drop it to, if he don't drop it to Brock, say for instance, they just have Brock show up on SmackDown and have him be like, "Yeah, I'm here to you know wreak havoc." If he don't drop it to Brock, who do you drop it to, Roman? He's not going to drop it to Roman because they don't want to risk Roman getting like, because now lately Roman has been getting cheer. Like Roman hasn't been getting booed out the building. So they're not going to risk having Roman go back to getting that. So it at won't the be most, a, if they do involve Roman into the title picture, it's going to be like in a triple threat type scenario. Right. Just to where protect he doesn't, right. everybody. Where Roman doesn't pin him or whoever he drops it to, Roman is going to feud with that person and take the title off of them. Cause that's the most logical way. Cause eventually that belt has to get back into Roman's grasp. Oh, like, trust what, me, it is going to get back into Roman's to. grasp. Cause the way I thought it was going to be was probably Kofi was going to get the win at SummerSlam. Then, then let's say Orton got a rematch at Clash of Champions or whatever, and beat Kofi at Clash of Champions, and then they start the Roman and uh, the uh, Roman Reigns Randy Orton feud for the title. definitely agree with that 
So let's move on to the next part of what happened in wrestling. Uh, King of the Ring has been announced. Uh, will be and it will be starting this upcoming week on uh, Raw. I think it's just Raw and SmackDown. I'm not sure. They wasn't very specific. Yeah, Raw and on. SmackDown. Oh, perfect. Cool. So with that being said, uh, it's good to see that King of the Ring is back. I'm pretty much always all for it because that was one of my favorite things when i was watching wrestling it was the king of the ring stuff a lot of stars were birthed through king of the ring stone cold oh, being yes. a prime example brock lesnar king booker <laughs> like literally like some great gimmicks came from it and just so you know billy gunn did win uh king of the ring one time but it didn't mean and nothing. he was the whole and and he sucked yeah him I mean, and way baird and sheamus were like the least entertaining wrestlers that won King of the Ring. Yeah, in recent memory, especially since those three were like the last three to win. Uh, the last wrestler, like I said, the last good wrestler that won King of the Ring was Booker T. Yep. So that's really unfortunate. You know, Wade Bear, his worst enemy was his uh, injuries. So that's his fault. True, though. true, true. But uh, the participants for this uh, year's King of the Ring is as follows. Cesaro, Samoa Joe, Ricochet Drew McIntyre, Cedric Alexander and Sami Zayn, The Miz and Baron Corbin, who makes his grand return, uh, Apollo Crews and Andrade, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, Ali and B- uh, Buddy Murphy, and Kevin Owens versus Elias will be uh, the first open around matches in that order. Uh, the most exciting match I'm looking forward to, honestly, is the Ricochet Drew McIntyre and Buddy Murphy and Ali is going to be a really good match as well in my book. So those are like oh, two yeah. matches I'm looking at in the first round that's going to be really good. Yeah, I definitely, well, my prediction, I say Drew is probably going to win it. Agreed. That's what I'm going to go with. If not Drew, I say KO, but I think Drew's going to be the be the winner. King KO? King Drew kind of rolls off the tongue. Um, and it adds, like, more to his gimmick as well, too. Well, the only reason I say KO is because right now they're trying to give him the Austin gimmick, so that'd be dope if he wins and he cuts the Austin-like promo. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, more likely going to be the KO, final. Drew's KO. I don't want to see Miz go out the first round. I, I swear to God, I don't. I want to kind of see Alistair Black go deep into it, but Alistair I know Black's Alistair Black's not going to win the whole thing, but I want to see Alistair Black go like, not deep in into the tournament. Yeah, Alistair Black, surprisingly, is not in it. I don't oh. think they want him to lose. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Think, no, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I in that way, him, the way I, I see I it... I think they want to get him a... I think they want to build him a whisper. I hate that they have Ricochet going against Drew in the first round because I don't want to see Ricochet lose either. You got to have somebody sell that Claymore kick to perfection. Man, yeah. man, to get Claymore kicked into a triple axle. It's going to be beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I, I say think, it's probably going to come down to Drew and KO in, like, the in like the final match. Uh, who goes against – look, my, look, I think Drew wins, but my my underdog will be Sami Zayn. Yeah. Oh, Sami Zayn's going to lose to whoever – like, I say Sami Zayn may get past the first match, but – He's not gonna go deep into it. I say he. I don't see him match. losing to Miz or Baron Corbin in the second round. <laughs> right, I can see that too. Mm. Oh, I want to see Sami. I love Sami Zayn. 
Kinda you already it. know Chad Gable and people like that are just in there just to just oh, to take well, the pin. Chad Gable, Chad Gable and Sheldon Benjamin match is gonna slap though. Oh yeah, it is because they're because they're two good workers. They're two good wrestlers, but. You already know Chad Gable is in there just to eat the pen, especially since Sheldon Benjamin has been getting screen time. So I guess he might win this match and then go into the next match. Definitely dropping. He definitely went out making out the second round. Yeah, because Andrade is definitely probably going to win whoever comes out the second round. He's going to win that match against them. Hey, man, this is a lot of these potential matches are going to be really good. And then Cesaro and Samoa Joe's probably going to slap. I can't oh, wait for that match. Woo! I see that that one can well, that one could go either way. But I see Joe winning that match though. Yeah, more than likely Joe's going to wait. No, wait. The way this is looking, because if Drew wins against Ricochet, more than likely Cesaro just because is they want to keep the face versus heel dynamic. More than likely Cesaro might beat Samoa Joe. And I might be very upset. Either way it goes, that's a win-win situation. Cesaro win, people love it. Samoa Joe win. True. Especially since they are trying to turn Samoa Joe face. Like, it's a slow turn, but that's more than likely, it might work. I say by, like, the next couple of pay-per-views, he'll be a full-on face. And if that's the case, it might work. Because I'm like, eh, can't do that. All right, so pretty much we all consistent is more likely Drew McIntyre or Kevin Owens is going to be the winner. Um, yeah. My dark horse is going to be Andrade. Yeah, I'm going to go with Andrade as my dark horse as well. Yeah. That's my dark horse. All right, so moving on. So we're going into our segment, our new segment, which is We Remember, where we pretty much bring up a random jobber and just talk about random moments. And this week, it is Chuck Palumbo. And I'm going to make a quick apology. Last week, we said Chuck Palumbo was part of Deuce and Domino. He was not. <laughs> he was. He, no, he, he looked was just like Deuce Dude Domino. who was in Deuce and Domino, but he was not in Deuce and Domino. And yes, he does kind of resemble uh, Domino, but he was not in Deuce and Domino. Yeah, so uh, Cottrell sent us off, but it's all good. But either way, Chuck Palumbo has had a very interesting WWE career because of a certain yes. tag team he was in. But just to give a quick background of Chuck Palumbo, he was and he started off in WCW. Uh, and he was towards, legit cold in WCW. Yeah, he was good. He was uh yes. part of the last three years of the, WCW. The, he, was, uh, he was part of the Natural Born Thrillers with yep. uh with uh, Sean Stasiak, but then they made them switch partners, and he was with Sean O'Hare, and they were a legit good tag team. Yep. They were and actually like the last tag team champions in WCW. Yeah, they were. They went into uh, WWF as the tag yeah. team champions before uh, Kane and Undertaker took it. Uh, but Sean O'Hare had a really decent career as a jobber. He he has. I looked up his, uh, his record for uh, WWE Heat. He has one of the better records in Heat because he literally beat people up on Heat all the time, which is wild yeah. when you think about it. Um, but the main thing a lot of people may remember uh, Chuck Palumbo for is the Billy and Chuck gimmick, which is oh probably one of the most zestiest, <laughs> wild things that WWF did with E. Yes, they were back wild. F, and then they had the manager Rico. <laughs> 
and which led to a lot of controversy. They did win a few tag team titles, which is a very yeah. accomplished. Uh, but I them, actually liked when they brought Chuck Palumbo back after that tag team disbanded. They brought him back in 06 with the biker gimmick. I actually liked they could have, you know, he could have actually went somewhere with that. But they dropped the ball with him too fast. Yeah. And a lot of people was mad at the biker gimmick because it reminded them of the Undertakers. So people was, wasn't was really But Chuck Palumbo it. was a legit biker, though. Like, he has a legit motorcycle shop outside yeah. of WWE. Yeah, he actually that's what he's doing now. That's his part-time, that's what he does now, full-time, is work on bikes and stuff. So, right, so he was a legit biker. So that's why I said, like, the gimmick could have worked, but they dropped the ball too fast. Yeah. It's really unfortunate that he was not in Deuce and Domino. <laughs> <laughs> it's really unfortunate. But he really had a decent career. And yeah, i say his best moment was probably the invasion angle when him and Sean O'Hare came in as tag champs and the few championships he won with Billy and Chuck. Yeah, like from... His best two... matches against Jamie Noble. Don't a ask how I know that. that. was when he had the biker gimmick. That was when they turned him heel. That was what messed up the whole gimmick. Because he was getting over with the gimmick when he first came back as a face. That's wild. <laughs> That's really wild that he really... They really... <laughs> They really gave up on that gimmick and say, yeah, gee, they say they uh blessings though. But shout out to Chuck Palumbo, man. Like we remember you, bro. You may be you <laughs> many may not remember you. Many many may remember many you for remember you. Billy and Chuck. In the, Unless in the you gay say wedding. Billy and Chuck, then they're like, oh, that guy. But we remember you for more than that, G. So shout out I to you. I remember you from your WCW days when you were legit. Yeah, I remember those days too because you was that's one of the shining faces of that that dying dying brand at that point. Really crazy that I really remember a lot of his matches in WCW. Tough times, but uh, Daytro, you want to add anything? Nope. <laughs> so who are we gonna do next week? Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> Jimmy Wang Yang. All right, I'm gonna let you lead that one because uh, I, <laughs> hey, but uh, let's move on. So. Uh, that's it for wrestling. Uh, but let's quickly go into uh UFC. So uh, Daytrail, you go ahead and take over on that. Oh, uh, so UFC, I believe it was two. Was it two forty two? Let me see. I lost track of these numbers, bro. And the fact uh, that, and they get they rise up now since ESPN Plus. I think it's two forty one. Yep, two forty one. Two forty one. Yes, 241. So UFC 241, extremely great card, top to bottom. Uh, I'll just talk about the the top three fights that people was hyped about. So it was a middleweight bout against Yoel Romero and uh, Polo Costa. Polo Costa. Um, just to give you, if nobody knows who these dudes are, if you was to, do you guys remember when WWE had some over-steroid wrestling toys, but they were just big. Yeah, I had a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple myself. That That is your Romero and Paulo Costa. These dudes are like 2% body. Like, look them up right now. Look up your look up, look up Romero, Chris. That dude, I'm doing it now. That dude is, and then after that, look up Paulo Costa. That dude, <laughs> you say 2% body? Bro. Uh, they are, I might be exaggerating, but they are, like, 
two percent white. These gamo head it up. Like the yellow Romero dude, his head looks like Barry Bonds in two thousand three. <laughs> got more head than he got body. No, he um, I think he's been steroid free too. I think he missed weights a couple times and probably got and only time he got popped because a Colombian doctor laced his stuff and he won that case. By the way, um, <laughs> he beat the case. But yeah, he's been um. He he's 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 bit. So uh, Paulo Costa beat him in a decision, which was a crazy match, crazy match. Um, I was kind of hoping y'all remember winning because he's just so just so explosive, dog. But Paulo Costa was able to, to stop. Yo, his him. nickname Paulo is Costa. Soldier of God. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't want to fight, folks, man. No, imagine him in the front line of the last days, taking people out. Um. But yeah, uh, he he. The funny thing is, he I love you. That's how pop, I be rolling, yo, bro. He tell his opponents he love you. He kiss you on the cheek after he knock you out. Really, really cool. Um, but Paulo Costa is now thirteen and zero. Uh, he has not lost a fight at all. He's legit. He will most likely fight the winner between Ariel Ansania and um and uh, Whitaker, um, which they're I think they're either next. Or later on this year, Ariel Sanya will be fighting Whitaker in Australia, which should be a really good fight on a decent card. After that, it was the co-main event of Anthony Pettis versus Nate Diaz. A uh, little background on this fight. Anthony Pettis, this is his third weight class he's been in. Um, but this weight class he's been doing really, really great in. Uh, he's been really, really good at welterweight, knocking people out. Thing. Um, Nate Diaz has been uh, off for three years since the Conor McGregor loss. Yeah, I heard, uh, which was weird. So he's been out for three years, and when I say he looked phenomenal against Anthony Pettis, he looked good. He looked phenomenal. Um, he was just he was just picking them apart. And, like Nate Diaz is a really good because sometimes it's a difference between a UFC fighter and a martial artist. Because sometimes UFC fighters just show me. You know, some people want to show, knock them out, woo woo, bam, And then some people are just really good martial artists. And some fans don't understand how right. good Nate Diaz is. He's really good. Um, so, yeah, Nate Diaz beat him every round with Nate Diaz. Anthony Pettis tried to get a little go in in some rounds, but it was all Nate Diaz. He, he, it was a, you know, it had to be unanimous, I believe. Um, but yeah, they yeah, it was. Um, and then everybody's favorite main event, Daniel Cormier versus Stephen Miocic. Um, a little background, <laughs> uh, you know, Daniel, Daniel knocked out Stephen in their first match. Yep. Um, uh, and Stephen the whole entire time been saying he got lucky. Uh, I didn't even believe Stipe. I just believe Stipe legit just got knocked out because Daniel Cormier is one of the greatest fighters of the time. Definitely um, is. Not my goat, but... No, nah, he ain't my goat either. No one not mine, but... Uh, he's one of the greatest fighters of all time, though. Probably the second best light heavyweight fighter. And this is Daniel Cormier. Quick fact, this is Daniel Cormier's first loss in the heavyweight division. Yep. He ran through the heavyweight division before he went light heavyweight. Like, oh, ran through it. He was flipping niggas on the head. He was knocking them out. 
wrestling. So basically, all he's the Roy Jones Jr. of the heavyweight division. Man, he was yeah. doing his thing. Um, That's a perfect analogy, yeah. Because Roy um, Jones was dominating the lightweight division, but once he bumped up to heavyweight, yeah. He ran through everybody. And had, oh, man. Nah. Um, so, but Stipe Mielty is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um, lost only three times, but he had he has the longest um, defense reign with the the heavyweight title belt, which is I think I think it's like three defenses. Niggas get knocked out in heavyweight. Um, <laughs> it's meant to happen. Like it's like that. You don't you don't hold that belt for more than two defenses. But Stipe did it. He's really really good. I think out of his nineteenth uh, wins. I believe, I believe sixteen are knockouts. Uh, hold on, let's see. Yeah, I believe sixteen is knockouts. Um, I just had it up too. I believe majority of them are knockouts. Like he literally gets people yeah. about it. Yep, fifteen knockouts, four by yeah, decision. He, he don't, he don't play. Um. Uh, and some people said, like Joe Rogan said, like there's a chance the only reason DC knocked Steve Miocic out is because Francis Nagano still has his noodle knock. I wouldn't be and shocked because Francis Nagano hits really hard. It is said that getting hit by Francis Nagano is like you're getting hit in the face by a car going full speed. <laughs> like no lie. Um, so they said he probably still from the face of that. Because your chin can still be hurt from a person who hit you like that. Um, but that fight was going to be one. If that thing went to decision, that was going to be one of the best fights of all time in heavyweight. Yeah. It was really good. Um, yeah. Back and forth. DC won round one. But every round after that, it could have went to either of them. Um, until Stephen Miota hit that nigga in the stomach. Once uh, he started getting them stomach blows, I was like, yeah, he might actually left- win this match. The left to the stomach, dog. DC didn't know. Ain't nobody ever hit DC in his stomach, G. <laughs> he ain't know how to. He ain't know how to have Um, and after that, DC probably got the win knocked out of him, and Stipe went for the kill, and he is champ again. I do not want to see Stipe versus John Jones, uh, even though I think John Jones neutralized Stipe to the point that John, John Jones is gonna take him on the ground. He ain't gonna try to strike with that man. That's, and that, that is the primary him. reason why DC lost the match later in the like, yeah. in later rounds. DC did not take that man to the ground. Um, yeah, he's not a ground and pound guy. No, DC, but you know, DC is a DC is a uh, amazing wrestler. wrestler. Top flight. Like he is, he is the. If you go about wrestlers in the UFC, you got Khabib and the Michael Medal. You're probably I hate Kobe Covington. But you probably put Kobe Covington second. And then you'll probably have DC. Or you had DC on the Kobe Covington. Like, I don't know what's up with DC wanting to stand up with everybody. But DC should just took Stipe to the ground. He probably would have won. Um, he, he just, and it not necessarily had to ground the pound. Just controlling. Just controlling the ground. Controlling the mat. Not letting Stipe get any offense. In that fight. He lifts Stipe up and walks with him. And did slam him. Bro, I don't that, see why he That's when I thought he was going to win the match. Got like, he's making yeah. this look easy. This ain't good. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was doing his thing. Um, but Stipe knocked the nigga out. Um, this is... Daniel Comey has third loss 
second ever knockout, and he's 40 years old. It might be over. A John Jones trilogy does not make sense. Yeah, it you might just want to go ahead and retire. It only would have made sense if he went 2-2. Two, two. I mean, not 2-2, two, two, my bad. If he had, if they want to do a, a, um, a title versus title match and John Jones move up to heavy. And then because we never seen DC fight John Jones at heavyweight. And we never seen John Jones fight at heavyweight. So, and then, all in all, John Jones want to stop. John Jones is just, it's levels to what John Jones is at. And he want to beat DC again off of Land of Coke, if you want to say. But, <laughs> like, it wouldn't like a, a problem. It just wouldn't have been another John Jones. But uh, now I don't see that match happening. I don't want to see John Jones move to heavyweight. But my gut saying that he would go against Stipe, um, which I don't look, I don't want to see it, but it might just happen because there he completely he completely dominated that light heavyweight division. There's no one for him. There's one guy coming up, um, his name is um, uh, his name was on the tip of my tongue, uh. Hold on, and then I'll end it with that. Uh, like, like, name, I, all I got is name. Like, uh, one dude that most likely, yeah, he's facing. What is UFC? His name is something. It's something, um, the heck is this dude's name? I think I know who I'm talking about because we were talking about dude like a minute ago, like in John Jones' last fight, we was talking about dude. Uh, they have yet to. Uh, they have yet to uh, change DC from being a champion. Johnny Walker, <laughs> his name is Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker is moving up in the ranking, and he might go at John Jones because John Jones beat Daniel Cormier, he beat Tiago Santos. He beat uh, Anthony Smith. Uh, Dominic Breeze ain't ready yet. Jan Boxtewicz ain't ready yet. Beat Alistair Goffin. Volcom Osmer just got beat twice, I believe. Glover Tashira got beat by John. I don't know who this dude name is. I'm not going to try to pronounce his And Johnny Walker is the only dude has not touched. So, And if it's not Johnny Walker, it's most likely going to be Juan Blockowitz. But I think them two go against each other next. So I don't know. But I think after Tiago come back, it'll probably be like two years before my man's come back. But after Tiago comes back, um, I think he should be the the next. I think he should get that, that, that second fight. Because he gave John Jones some trouble, and I kind of want to see that again. But that's all I know. That's really a little view of the um, little recap of what happened. Uh, I think the next big fight comes it's probably the Forrest Whitaker, not Forrest Whitaker, but whatever that is. Forrest Whitaker. Not Forrest Whitaker. Uh, the, the, the Whitaker match. Whatever this dude is. Um, Sonya, uh style bender. That should be a really, really good. And I think the Coleman event on that car has something to do with No, Tyron Willing. So I don't know what the Coleman event is. But, uh, yeah, it should be a really, really good paper uh I don't know what you would call it. Um, Yo, Khabib is undefeated? Australia. Who? 
Khabib is undefeated. Dog, Khabib is like twenty three and 0. 27 and 0. 27 and 0. You know, Khabib is John Jones is good because of, he he's a goat because of what he. Khabib most likely is better than Anderson Silva. Like he's really good. Like really, he he makes everybody look. Only one person in recent memory trashed they best with and, and gave Khabib fight, and that was I. I. Clinton. Everybody else looked like trash. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's the next bout coming up. Then. Yeah, that that's that next uh, UFC. Uh, Khabib yes. versus um, what's that man name? Dustin uh, Poirier. Dustin Poirier. That dude got knocked out by Conor McGregor. Khabib most likely will. Yeah, sounds like light work. That man throughout the whole entire cage. People might not like a Khabib, but Khabib is so good. I love Khabib. I love Khabib. So good. All right, so let's move on for UFC. Let's go into basketball. So uh, welcome to our basketball listeners, if you are listening. Uh, so uh, pretty, I will say... Slightly eventful week in terms of basketball. Also, very sad week as well because yeah. Yeah. we got to start with sad news, and that is Boogie Cousins tore ACL while mm-hmm. training in Vegas. And I'm really brokenhearted about this. Like, yeah. Yeah, Boogie is one of my three favorite players in the NBA. Like, I, like literally has like I followed him even back in college. When he was on Kentucky with John Wall, and that was a horrible Kentucky team. But I really liked Boogie then. And I liked Boogie on the Kings. And when he got traded, I was happy for the guy. I was so happy. Like, I asked for a trade on 2K away from the Kings because they traded uh, Boogie on there. That's how much I like Boogie. I played with Boogie on 2K on my, my career. But it's very unfortunate how Boogie has literally has gone through, like, three of the top leg injuries within like a year and a half, two year span. And really unfortunate because it happened right when he was about to get, uh, about to get max money. And then it happens again when you like, okay, I'm let me prove myself while getting in a championship position. It happens again. And then now you get another chance. You play with your boy, Anthony Davis on a team. You're about to get some good shine on got in great shape. And exactly. ACL again, and it's heartbreaking. I yeah. still believe Boogie will come back. Be I won't say he's going to be great, but he's not going to be the same at all. Nobody is ever the same after an Achilles and an ACL injury. Yeah, no. yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. I don't Question. know if it's on the same leg. Same leg. I'm not sure. I got to look that up. Let me, matter of fact, let me look that I up. I think it was the same leg. Yeah. I hope it's not the same leg because that means he's oh. doing too much. ACL. Oh, Injury. Let's see. Reports ACL tear. Looking like uh, which leg though? Cousin has suffered a rupture and all this time. Yeah, nobody's saying which leg it is, which doesn't help the case at all. If it's the same leg, then he might just need to really stop the whole season because it is hope that he could come back probably March, April. But if it's the same leg, I would just sit out the year, let your body just recuperate, and give it another shot because 
it's in comparison, like people want to use Derrick Rose as a comparison and just like how leg injuries just happen. But the difference is like with Boogie being a big, it's a little bit easier for him to bounce back because just get your big butt in the post and just shoot threes, which he's been already been doing. So his game really won't change. He's just going to be a really horrible defender. Because yeah. I, if I see that man on the pick and roll, I'm tap dancing around <laughs> him. Uh, but like I still feel like it's hope for him in the league as like a team six man. Like he could still be a Zach Randolph at the very yeah. best. At the very yeah, best, he's gonna be a six man way. now. Like that's what I'm thinking now too. You ain't gonna be the starter. You know, you come off that bench to add something. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. But uh, anything you guys want to add? I just think it's unfortunate. Definitely, yeah, it's, it's a sucky situation, man. I mean, I, you know, I had hope for him on the Lakers, but you know, mm, me too. Yeah, uh, it is reported that that the Lakers are interested in Dwight Howard now. The, uh, the, the um, didn't they learn from the first time they had Dwight Howard? I, That's you, Kobe's Chris fault. Be, Chris, Chris is cool. With Dwight Howard, well, no. I'm gonna hate when I told him was Sham. Did That's not necessarily Kobe's fault. Dwight Howard was just a cancer to that team. That was when Dwight Howard's career started going downhill. Damn. Y'all might want to cool the Jets or the Dwight Howard stuff because what I literally before we got on the podcast I saw um, is looking like it's moving towards Joakim Noah. I'm f- honestly a little bit fine with that. A little bit better. You think? I think Dwight Howard is. Right now, better than Joe The reason why I, think- I say because Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee is kind of the same player. And Joe Kim Noah not? Joe Kim Noah gives you a little is more defense and will, right. Yeah, he could Joe also Kim Noah's play not known make. for his offense. Yeah, he could play Joe make Kim on Noah offense. Is an excellent rebounder, excellent defender. You know, he'll hustle for oh. you, but he ain't gonna give you no scoring. I, I'm like I'm so confused. Like, yeah, okay. Dwight Howard had butt problems. Freaking <laughs> Washington, but in Charlotte, he was still really good. He was really good in Charlotte. Definitely yeah, agree. Yeah, surprisingly, he was he was playing inspired basketball in Charlotte. And I think I honestly think there's I just think there has been a, other than you know him being a booty bandit. I think there's kind of uh, a bogus stigma around him at the moment. Agreed. Is, is yeah. I think, I honestly think he can help a team out. I've been thinking I he definitely can do agree. that for a while now. And but only- the thing is, for the longest time, Dwight Howard hasn't really been inspired. Like, yeah, when he was in his Orlando Magic days, he was legit, like, the premier center, like, Although Easily. he wasn't a good scorer, he was legit. You know, he was le- he was legit in those Orlando days. When he went to the Lakers, I guess he got too big for himself, and then he just started playing uninspired. Yeah. And then when he got to the Rockets, that's when his body just started breaking down. Like, he had back problems and stuff, dealing right. with his stuff. So, and he came dude, back, I think, because, like you said, he's the booty band. I, I think both in both of those situations, he came back too early for the team, though. Mm-hmm. Like he said it himself. He said he posed a sat out a whole year with that back stuff, but he came back early, and they and they and you know the media created this stigma around him. I don't think I think Dwight Howard can still prove niggas wrong. 
Now, Agreed. of course, it's going to be jokes within fans, but if you are a basketball analyst, you can't tell me Dwight Howard is not going to help that Lakers team. Oh, yeah. I feel like he can. It's just... He can. It's just a matter of if he will. I think like, he, at, he at the made end a of the depth lineup will be Bron, Draymond Green. I mean, Bron, Danny Green. Uh, probably, you probably want to put Quinn Cook out there for better tuning. AD and Kuz. And then like, you got Iguodala off the bench. Iguodala ain't a Laker. I don't think he's going to be a Laker. I think he's too. still, he's stuck on the Grizzlies still. Like, yeah. uh, the Grizzlies, so, the Grizzlies want something out. for him. They want to trade him. They want, they want something. That's that's the crazy thing about that which situation. Is, which is smart. They playing chess, not checkers. Because yeah. Andre Iguodala is a perfect asset for any championship team. Exactly. Like, Andre Iguodala is a hustler and a lockdown, a lockdown defender, and he can even score for you when he needs to. Exactly. So Especially in the finals. And I'm telling you, if any team want to compete against Kawhi Leonard in the finals, in the playoffs, you need you kind of need Andre. You kind of need. Yeah. Um, he he made Kawhi Leonard play so bad when he was on the court against Golden. It was night and day. It was literally, it was just, you know, them niggas cooking curry the whole entire time. But most of the time, Andre Dollar was on that court. Kawhi Leonard not scoring. He was. Um, so, uh, I, 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 I think that should be on Lakers' radar. Lakers don't have anybody that can trade. For, but he yeah, should be you on You have Lakers. nothing at this point. You're buyout market or bust. So, deal with right. it. Yeah. So. Yep. But, yeah, so it'll be interesting, something to look at on who the Lakers will get to replace. Like, Dwight is a – I would say is the great option, but I wouldn't be mad at Noah because he brings skill set-wise a little bit more as well. That's just my thing. Yeah. Noah not going to give you no scoring, but Noah will give you defense. He'll give you rebounding. And, he can and he'll hustle for you. And he'll play make. And you're yeah. kind of getting offensively – you're getting something that Boogie would have brought, which was playmaking with Noah. That's something you're not going to get with Dwight. So that's Ooh. just me looking at it. But, um, yeah. And then also uh, Team USA had their uh, first, I would, I would call it pre-FIBA preseason game, whatever the hell it's called, uh, against Spain. And I'm not my anxiety on the fact that they may get dubbed uh, in this tournament has lowered very much because they looked really good against Spain. Really freaking good against Spain. Um, I like, it's pretty much, it looked like a, if you was to put a super team, well, I won't say a super team, but if you was to put at least top five players in each position on the Spurs and let Pop coach, that's what that team looked like. Like, everybody was scoring, like, scoring the ball was moving. And defensively, they look really solid. It's areas of improvement because they did let – there was points where you let people like Ricky Rubio and some dude with Christopher Columbus, a uh, great-great cousin, out there uh, <laughs> hooping on you and all of that points. But overall, they look really good for their first game. Uh, so I'm honestly impressed. My main concern is now that there is no P.J. Tucker, who is guarding Greek Freak when you uh, meet them – in uh, the later rounds in this tournament, because Greek Freak is in oh, this. That's a good question. And let Greek God Freak have mercy also, on your soul. 
Greek Freak is also watching whoever he's going against. Which oh yeah, I think I think you know it's gonna happen. I don't like most of the great players are not in FIBA. Yeah. It's literally just Greek Freak and then the niggas who's in the USA team, right? And right, then Jokic, I think Jokic and Serbia. Jokic is That's in it, really yeah. So like the best players is literally like in terms of all stars. Honestly, if I had to say the top three players is legit Greek Freak, Jokic, and Kimba Walker. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Those are the top three players that's playing in FIBA that's NBA players. And then everybody on Team USA, you might fit Ricky Rubio somewhere in in the equation and Marcus Gasol somewhere in the equation. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like, I think even though as much as Greek Freak's looking good, I think Serbia wins it. Um... Uh, just because of Yotik, I, I ain't even gonna stunt. I ain't even gonna stunt, dog. I'm low key sniffing that Yotik Kool Aid. G, that nigga so good, bro. Well, you gonna you gonna see how much you are gonna be sniffing in this? Uh, when we do the top ten centers, that's the perfect segue. So, dog, if, if Yotik is not number two, Chris, I swear to God. Angie, he's number four. Now I'm just playing. But <laughs> okay, all right, okay. <laughs> Okay. All right, so this is a perfect segue to go into uh, our top 10 center. So if you haven't been listening, we, me and Daytro have been. Well, I've ranked and then Daytro says his, you dig, his uh, piece on it uh, of the top 10 players in each position currently in the NBA. So for me, so let's go. My honorable mentions are DeAndre Aiden, Wendell Carter uh, Jr., and Mitchell Robinson on my honorable mentions. Uh, so my number 10 is DeAndre Jordan. Number 9 is Porzingis solely because he was hurt last year. Uh, number 8, Boogie, because he's recovering from injury and now has to re- further recover from injury. But the reason why I have both of those two in there is because Dwayne Detman, Willie Cauley-Stein, DeAndre Aiden, Mitchell Robinson, and Wendell Carter are not better than them when healthy. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And it's only right. right to put them in the list. And so, number seven, Mark Gasol. Number six, Nikola uh, Vukovic from the Magic. Number five, uh, Detroit, you might hate me for this, but Carl Anthony Towns. Number four, Al Horford. Yes, he's a power forward going to this season, but he was a center last year. Al Horford's number four. Number three is Anthony Davis because he's also a center. Number two is Jokic. Number one is Joel Embiid. I can agree with that, Lewis. Uh, I don't agree with the Andy Davis thing, put him at the top. Didn't you have him as your best power forward, too? Yes, and he's a number three center in the league, too, when he wants to play center. But if Give we take. For that reason, I kind of agree. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is a better center than he is, than AD is a better power forward. Just going to keep it. Um, go to your top five again Embiid, Jokic, AD, Al Horford, Carl Anthony Towns. Blasphemous that you put Al Horford in front of Carl Anthony Towns. It really is. <laughs> I just did that to trigger you. I really hope Carl Anthony Towns sniffed this podcast. Just just get an inkling of you putting Al Horford above him. Boy, I would actually place Al Horford above Carl Anthony Towns as well. How? And please don't tell me. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. Towns hasn't really... Like, when you think about it, Al Horford has actually done much more in the league than Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, no. <laughs> yes. When, when all, 
quarantine town has to wake up in Minnesota every day. You have to give him some like credit for that, G. He has to wake up. Al Horford woke up in Atlanta at some points. Lose Shady out there, but he had to wake up in Atlanta. Um, woke up in Milwaukee. Which wait, did he play? He didn't play for Milwaukee. No, he never played for Milwaukee. And he, and he woke up in Boston. Up. It's good food in Boston. Like, yeah. he's good. Crazy Towns have to wake up in Minnesota. Two, I he think might be GD. both of them share All Star game nods. Yeah, he's been in All Star. I think they got the same amount, so we go. No, nah, Al Horford, I think, is like. But Carl Anthony like Towns five. has never made it to, has never made it to a conference finals. At least Al Horford has made it to a conference finals okay. in his career. Al Horford made it to two conference finals. Got beat by LeBron all of those times. Like, but it he wasn't, still made it though. That, that's <laughs> true, but Carl Anthony Towns been in the West. He only been in the league for like four years. It's in the West. And his second best player through that, that whole entire time has been Andrew Wiggins. Except Jimmy but the Jimmy Butler year. Well, no, Jimmy Butler didn't like him. That was his teammate. That was his teammate. <laughs> he had he Butler and like he him. had Rose at one point, who Rose was playing inspired when he was with Minnesota. Rose played inspired for all of six months, and then his knee was like, yeah, it's time. Come talk to me. Uh, it wasn't Carl Anthony Towns. Also, if we're going to go in pure just skill and not accolades of making finals and, and whatnot, that man trumps a lot of the centers in that league. I, I definitely agree two. with that. Except okay, yeah. I can give you that. Skills. I can give you that. Did, and I would say the only person he literally don't trump in terms of skills is Joel Embiid, and Jotic is just better when it comes to playmaking. But like John well, nah, is the only I wouldn't one say that Carl Anthony Towns trumps AD either. AD not a center though. I'm, I'm not putting him as a center. AD, and nobody freaking keep it but Joel Embiid doesn't trump AD when it comes to skills. Nowhere near. But AD is not a center. Like you, I, I just can't. In my in my in my mind, I just cannot. You cannot tell me that if you was playing a game of pickup and you saw Al Horford. And you saw Carl Anthony Towns, who's not only going to splice the floor, but also have a great post game. But Al Horford can hit a three. Can Carl Anthony Towns hit the three? Al Horford can actually shoot threes. Carl Anthony Towns can weapon. Carl Anthony Towns won the skills challenge. He did. <laughs> yeah, Cat Cat has a very like like his skill set is unmatched. Like I definitely agree. It like is in terms, really unmatched. Like, in terms of centers, he has the best skill set. I would say he only has a problem. The only problem he has is defense against other great centers. Not just regulars. I'm talking about great centers. And then that's everybody in the league because literally only one. Like, what? How many people can guard Joe Allen beat effectively? Like, two? The same thing with Jotic. literally watches people on offense, dog. And he don't even try to score 30 a night. He just, he just do it effortlessly. And then you got Carl Anthony Towns. Like, Carl Anthony Towns only struggle against other great centers. But when it comes to them low mid, like, you know. Oh, well, of course. He, yes, he, he should. He destroys. Destroys. Like, Carl, you can't, you can't play out hard. That is blasphemy. I know Carl Anthony Towns has not been on everybody's radar, but it's a reason why the coaches vote him in every All-Star game. I, I, Al Horford didn't make it last year. Yeah, last year was like the first a, time as a Celtic he didn't make it. It's the West at that. Like, yeah. if he make it in 
every all-star game. Since he, I think the only time he didn't have it is his rookie year. And he no, had one the past two years. years. And I think he leads the league in double-doubles. Is it between him and Drummond? Oh, like, dang. Low-key, I did leave Drummond off the list. Nigga, how can you even oh, drum yeah. top five? I was about to say, where is Drummond at on the list? list? Drummond's supposed okay, to is definitely in that list. Anthony so Davis is out. Everybody go. else elevates. Drummond's number 10. Somebody got to go. Drummond's yeah. number what? Okay. We take Anthony Davis off the list because he technically is a power forward. We're going to use technical here. If you say Drummond's number 10, Chris, I'm taking away your basketball card. And no, Drummond ain't now, number 10, G. but somebody on that list got to go, though, because Drummond is definitely on that list. All right. Somebody no, he's see. not number 10, G. I'll put on number like, eight. Look at if you okay. I'll put on number eight because I wouldn't say he's better than Marcus All. Dog, if you let, let, let me tell you this right now, you pull up Drummond in the nineteen eighties, that dude will be a five time MVP. If you put a lot of people in the nineteen eighties, that'd be a five time MVP. Will be a god, like just because of what he like. If you want to go, if, and I was just recently looking at, if you want to go advanced stat wise, what Drummond does on defense. And offense is better than most of the centers you just named. Marcus Stahl is good as a leader and a teammate, and he know how to play his role. That you want to yeah, say, Marcus Stahl is a good role years player. Ago, then Marcus yeah, Marcus is decent on offense, you know, but Marcus Stahl ain't really Stahl that. Is now a role he ain't really player. that great on defense. He is now a role player, and I'm exactly. Never, I'm not gonna put Drummond. I mean, I'm not gonna put Drummond. That's Marcus Stahl was a role player when he was on that Lakers squad. That one, <laughs> like it's it's literally like Chris. Go look at go, go look at Drummond's stats, dog. Go look at him. You have to you have to wake up in Detroit. It could have been a dude <laughs> didn't have a kidney when he woke up. So like that plays a role. Like dog, Drummond is a killer on the. Books. Yeah, the I definitely he Drummond is the best rebounding big in the league easily, easily. Okay, so that definitely gonna make you ten. Because that's like 90% of your job. I think, I think he, like, in terms of rebounds, he's on pace by the end of his career to be, like, top five or something. No lie. If we was to take Will Chamberlain and also uh, Bill Russell out, he'll probably be top three. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think he's up there in the league and. Drum is really, really good. It's just that that team is not built right in order for him to be effective. Right? As in, that's a, had a career like, high in points? For Minnesota. That team was not built right in order for Carl Anthony Towns to be effective. Okay, um, looking so, at it, I realize he had a career high in points, which is freaking 17 points. But. See, career high. No, he didn't career high points. steals. He had career high steals. See, dang, his fouls went up like crazy. And he almost shot 60% from the free throw line. So, I'll... all right. So, further uh, analyzation, uh, I'll put him number six. And everybody else drops just, down. Just not to have the argument. Like, it's, he is top five cents. That's a fair, uh, but it's a fair, that's a fair spot for him. List. But he's top five in them. It's like it's ninety eight. It really is. 
like in comparison, like centers and Drummond is one of the like it's a gap between five and four, three, two, and one. Give me I'm giving it is a huge gap. But he is number five. Uh and when you have Vucevic at if we take Anthony Davis out so we can fit Drummond in that will I, I had yeah matter of fact yeah damn that don't even sound right yeah he's not he is five because I, I don't feel comfortable saying Vukovic is better than Drummond it just don't exactly. sound right I think Vukovic is like right under, I still don't think out it is the man's gonna play power he's next year there's a difference this year he's been playing center no no one would have been comfortable putting Aaron Baines at center so of course he has to like it's at a starting center, have a game. I, I, I just I like Al, Horton. but like I just can't. The fact that you say he's better than Carson, and that's like wow. in turn. Look, man, that was the, the, the deciding factor was impact. So. That was the deciding right. factor. Impact. Al okay. Horford is. Okay. I oh, don't like I Al Horford. Keep it buck, dog. Like you really want to go? His main. Like, okay, let's let's do impact. Right? Yeah, he, he won a couple games for the guy in Boston and some. But his main goal was to be able to make the person who can't shoot shoot. Right? What happened when Greek Freak just said, "I don't care that Al Horford is"? A, what happened? Hey, look. He did what he had to do. Finally, that was that's. Greek Freak had to put dominance in fear. Chris? He went crazy. Yes, he did. So, and what did Al Horford do about that? <laughs> it's only so much you can do when a freaking. What did Al Horford do? Literally, <laughs> literally was like, man, Philly looking really nice right now. In terms yeah. of what, it, like, and, and y'all saying impact? Like, what did has Al Horford impacted other than making sure Ben Simmons can shoot a ball? He makes life hell for Embiid too. He has made life hell for Embiid. Make sure Ben Simmons can't shoot a ball. Ben Simmons can't shoot. Everybody knows that. <laughs> okay, that so where's the impact yet? Bro, you can't sit and tell me. Okay, look, the Greek Freak thing this season was like okay. Well, in the playoffs, Greek Freak had that was his fault. He had to do that. He had to do that to Horford. It was one of those times where it's like LeBron when he was going against the Pistons in two thousand seven. He had to do it to him. He had to. So with Giannis, it was like I had to do that to Horford. But if we had to go look back and like what he has done against centers like Embiid, who's he literally owns Embiid Play so until injuries. one time. Play with injuries. When healthy, last year he played with injuries. Last year he was not healthy. When is Embiid not healthy? What you mean? When is Embiid healthy? Yeah, what is? <laughs> He, he wasn't. Been? He wasn't like you. It was, and also you gotta look at it in a sense. The fact that Ben Simmons couldn't shoot that limits a lot of stuff on that Phillies team. Though. Like Ben, and that didn't really so limit it though because really Ben Simmons with, couldn't shoot. Because when you think about it, you still had JJ Reddick on that Philly team. But that's just one person. You only had one shooter on that, that team, and that, and that, and that one person literally putting Jalen Brown on him that whole entire time. And Marcus Smart, you're done. That already neutralized JJ Reddick. Like it, it, in all honesty, 
it's easier when because that's all gameplay, right? When it comes to 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 guarding, when it comes to guarding, like beating that city team, it's all about game plan. All you really need to do is neutralize when it comes to neutralize people who couldn't shoot. Make sure they don't shoot. And you're beating Philly, dog. This is what it is. And then you just got to make sure Joel Embiid don't have a dominant game. If Joel Embiid, completely healthy, nothing wrong with his foot, nothing wrong with his back, literally make Al Horford look like, god darn, freaking, I don't know, Amir Johnson. Like, night and day, dog. Like, is you, I, I just can't. Like, it's, yeah, he had impact on certain players at certain times. But if we literally take one step back, that is the same nigga on a team in the conference finals let one man legit destroy them. One who had the next best player literally was Cal and he can't even stay on the same team in a year. <laughs> like I don't that's the, where's the impact when that happens? Who can stop bra when that happens? Cause keep a plug. Don't Joel and B, don't call into the town. Don't Jotic in that Boston spot. It would have been Boston versus God darn uh Golden State Warriors in the final. Throw him in the Jack Al Horford spot. No lie. Cause they're gonna do way more than Al Horford, other than making sure the nigga who can't shoot not gonna shoot. And I like Al Horford. But that was just disrespectful. <laughs> I get your challenge. case, but that's just disrespectful. I'm not budging. Not budging. I know you don't have to budge. You don't have to budge. You ain't got to budge. When 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 that Al Horford can average 12 points and three rebounds, and Carl Anthony Towns is 26 and 11 next season, you gonna still say the same thing? <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna say for one, he's not gonna get three rebounds. Probably more like eight, but. Okay. When he averaged 12 points and 8 rebounds. And Carl Anthony Towns averaged 26 and 11. You still going to say the same thing? Well, Al Horford's dropping all the way down to being like a freaking third, fourth option. That's right. not nobody else's fault but his. <laughs> yeah. No. It's nobody else on that Timberwolves team. For all That's we ben know, Cat might ben have Simmons Chris Paul on his team next year. That's Ben Simmons' fault because Ben Simmons hasn't been working on his shooting this offseason. <laughs> he has. No, but no. No, he has not. Like, I saw that you, video. If you're a great show. player, ain't nobody else's fault that you were third option. Like, it's not Melo's fault. That, I mean, it's Melo's fault that he was the third option of OKC. Play better, you wouldn't be a third option. It's not. It's Carl Anthony's fault that he's the first option because he's that dang good. Very true. If that's the case, if Carl Anthony Towns wasn't a god darn Top three center in the league, G, he would have been flipped because there's no point of keeping him in Minnesota. Well, Cat wasn't the first option when Jimmy Butler, the Butler, they were trying to make Butler first option. And then Butler couldn't do anything about that. that was, in all honesty, that was stupid. Even I It really was felt, stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> more people in the league can guard Jimmy Butler than more people can guard Carl in town. That shows, by the way. But then, as you said, Cat has to be the first option because who does he have? Andrew Wiggins. What is Wiggins going to do? But that's not – but Cat being first option is all Cat's fault because he's that good. It's not like all else fails 
Cat has to be the first option. Like when Al Horford had to be the first option, Jason Tatum couldn't like legit score. That's and and, and like Kyrie Irving like dealing with a knee injury. Yeah, all else fails. We have Al. I mean, we have Al Horford be the first. But Cat going to be the first option just because he's way more talented. Everybody, they're in his conference. It, 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 it's just like that. That's that's you. You would be a stupid coach if you would put anybody before him. And I think their coach was really, really stupid in putting Jimmy Tips. because he's better than Jimmy Butler. That was t- uh, Thibodeau, by the way. Thibodeau's retarded. He's better <laughs> than Jimmy Butler. It, 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 and, and yeah, Jimmy Butler's a better leader. The 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 quote unquote clutch factor. Well, Jimmy Butler ain't no bad, but the quote unquote clutch factor and stuff like that. Yeah, Jimmy, forget it. Carl Anthony Towns is hot. Who you have? A Jimmy Butler hot or Carl Anthony Towns? Carl Anthony Towns. It's not in that. It's just the way that people run their team. They think, oh, yeah, Butler is hustle. All that type of stuff. That's going to get us past it. No. You walk into the Warriors, which, if Thibodeau was smart enough, nah, I'm not going to I can go to rent. I can go to rent, but I'm not. Niggas got out here. I just rent will go nowhere because nigga Al Horton in front of him. Don't stop. All right. All right. Well, honestly, I'm not budging. Um, yeah, you got to budge. You got to budge. Every <laughs> game that Carl Anthony Towns get over 20 points, I will personally text that to you. <laughs> he will. He averages like 25 already. So I was expected. So just just because uh, you're going to ask me to stop and I'm not, I am going to give you a play-by-play in text of every game. Literally. Gonna t- it's plus minus and everything. Okay. And on that day, Joel and B ain't going to play every game. Man, they go against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Al Horford start. And Lenny Town dropped 38-15 on him. Three blocks. You're gonna hate me. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Next time on 2K20, let's go to the let's go to the let's go to the black court. You pick Al Horford, I pick Carter in the town. Let's see what happens. All right, that's fine. I'm, I'm I'm fine with that, G. We could twitch it. We could live stream on Twitch that G2. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm gonna I'm I'm make sure I call I I I deal Carter in town. Say a nigga said that that this nigga better. Than what? Hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for this episode. Appreciate you guys for listening, of course. Uh, 44 episodes in, of threes from the ring, man. Go crazy with it. But um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at 3S from the ring. Make sure you uh, follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, at No Chill Media, of course. Uh, appreciate all the love and support from those that have been listening, of course, and continue to just support the brand. Please, 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 please. I plead like, share, follow the SoundCloud and Spotify pages because it's one thing to listen, but I need you guys to put other people on. Like, please, on the real. It'd be greatly appreciated. It's not that hard. Share is is on your phone easily. It's right there. Subscribe. It's right there because those mean a lot more because you're actually rocking with us. So, but uh, Duran, you want to have anything you want to say? Shout outs, anything, anything you want to plug before uh, we get off? 
Uh, well, just want to thank y'all for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, just want to give a shout out to my wife, Jasmine, my daughter, Harper. Ooh, uh, hope she, uh, hope uh, she, she better be asleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just want to, uh, again, just want to thank y'all for having me on. And uh, look out for the apparel line, Steadfast Apparel and Clothing. You know, it'll be coming in a couple of months. You know, just Ooh. look out for that. And uh, yeah. All right. Appreciate having you on here, bro. Definitely gonna have appreciate you back. Y'all you on. Definitely oh, no. appreciate you a lot. And I told you I was gonna get you on here. It's just sometimes I'd be that way. But we definitely gonna love to have you back. Like you brought a lot oh, yeah. of insight, definitely, definitely. a lot of wrestling definitely. insight. So definitely, I look forward to it. All right, but thanks for listening, guys, and peace. Be the day.